tonight, of course, Ranger Hockey. You can watch it, obviously, on MSG. Joe joins us now. Joe, welcome. How are you? I'm good, Mike. Thank you. Joe, you made the point after the game the other night, uh, and I've referenced it, that you really felt that the coach brought a lot of the Bruins to the Canadians, uh, and that was a big factor, clearly was in Game 3, but that you really saw a lot, a lot of Bruins in the Canadians the other night. Yeah, well, he was uh, he was in Boston, Claude Julian, for, uh, for just about 10 seasons. He won a Stanley Cup there. And they became known as a, a four-line team that, uh, first and foremost, knew how to defend before anything. And um, and even though they had, you obviously have to have some talent and uh, you have to be able to score and get goaltending and all that kind of thing to win a Stanley Cup. But first and foremost, I think if you ask most people what was the trademark of that team, it was uh, or those teams. It, it was the defensive side. How to shut? How to shut teams down? How to slow the game down? How to frustrate the other team? And and uh, and game three looked like that to me, Mike. The way uh, Claude Julian had his team playing. And in talking to uh, some of the Canadian players this morning, they said, you know, in the last month or so, we've been we've been playing a lot to that that style of hockey, that brand, and it's been working. You know. Uh... You know, it could very easily be that those 17 seconds to find this series, obviously, because everything changed so dramatically. The 17 seconds, they score, go to overtime, Rangers lose. Now they come home, get ripped up in game three. When I, that game, the devastating loss, but it should have been, it made it 1-1. It didn't make it, they were two down. It was a tough loss, there's no question. But were you surprised it had the effect, if it did have the effect, of why Game 3 was such a stinker for the Rangers? I, I couldn't believe Game 3. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, you know, there's a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths about Game 3, Mike. And so, in answer to your question, yes. I, you know, I looked at it this way, because you, know, you have to look at these series, and most good coaches will tell you, that they coach a series to last six or seven games. Would they like them to end in four or five? Absolutely. But they coach it to to win in six or seven. So when you're a team that starts on the road, you're you know, what you hope to do Get you split. Is, is split. Absolutely. Exactly. So uh so that's that's the way I looked at it. I looked at it as they split. Did they have a chance for that bonus game? Absolutely. Yes. But they got the split. They had their but, one one, they shouldn't have been devastated. Sure. Well you know, it seemed I mean, like they there was a hangover in game three. Or maybe it was the Bruin adjustment that you alluded to where they were a very different team. They were clearly a different team in game three. Well, and actually then and that started actually in game in game two, Mike, and and I was talking to Claude Julian this morning, the uh, the Montreal coach, and and uh, and you know, and he talked about the fact that they scored the first goal of the game in the first ten minutes of Game Two, and he thought that was really the key. Even though the Rangers led three two going into the third period, uh, he liked the fact that they had a much better start and and scored that first goal, which had an effect on his team. You know, the other thing is this: I mean, if you look at the series thus far, now you look at three games plus an overtime. You know, the first five periods the Rangers played, they were really happy with those periods. I mean, they played with desperation. They moved the puck. They had scoring chances. They were hitting. They, You know, there was enthusiasm in their game. And then for whatever reason, uh, they tried to protect that lead at 3-2. They no longer had the puck. They, didn't, uh, they weren't making plays. Uh, you know, the, the one key player for the Rangers thus far has been their best player, has been their goaltender. 
Yep. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist. I mean, he was he was very very good again in Game Three. So th- so they had five periods of playing the type of hockey I think that that a lot of people weren't sure they could come back and play and turn the switch back on from an emotional level and do all those things right to going back to being a team that not generating any offense. Uh, game three, I mean, we could you know we could go on and on about that. I mean, nothing nothing happened well for them except their goaltender. Um, and they, they, they weren't making passes and couldn't. And so that's what some of the Ranger players were talking about this morning. They're just trying to get back to where they were in those first five periods and, uh, and playing with, uh, you know, just playing at a, at a tempo that, uh, gives you a chance to win. And that's the way the team has been built. But, you know, first and foremost, they've got to have some desperation in their game. I mean, that's that's where you start. Well, let me start and, with this, Joe. Six straight losses at home in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. I mean, you think of home ice as being, you know, your your place. I mean, this, you know, you want to get to your building. I mean, that's got to hang over this franchise right now. They've lost six straight games at home, and a lot of them where they've struggled to do, do anything offensively. Mike, they've scored four goals in those six games, and – you know, you hear and you hear some of the players talk, and this is a you know it's a veteran group that we've talked about, and it's a good group. But you know what? I just think they start overthinking it a little bit too much. I mean, so much so much of the time when it comes to playoff hockey, and we saw it last night. Four games went into overtime. You know, and you see it over the years. You you know sometimes you know you have to obviously think about what you want to do and try not to make mistakes and that kind of thing. But you can't overthink it to the point where you get paralyzed and you, you know, your legs aren't going and nothing's happening. And that's that's the way the Rangers look to me in game number three. Now Ryan McDonough said this morning it's you know it's been discussed. They've talked about it. Uh, they know what's they know what's happened. They understand what's happened. And uh, so we'll we'll see tonight if they can come out with a you know with a, with a different uh, different mindset. Because to me, you don't win this game. I mean they've got to they've got to approach this game like a game seven. Because Carey Price has, a, has had a pretty easy time of it, the goaltender for Montreal. And, uh, and when he wants to win games on his own, he can. So you can't go down 3-1 to this team and expect to come back and win. It's not uh, Obviously, it's possible, but, uh, but Carey Price could make a big difference in that. So this is, this is a game they have, to, they have to approach, I think, they have to win. As, a, as an elimination game. have to win this game, no question. We're talking with Joe Micheletti, uh, MSG, uh, tonight, Game 4. Joe, um, when I say to you that one team completely dominates from the, uh, in the face-off department as the Canadians did in Game 3, A, why does that happen? And then B, how do you correct it? First, why does it happen? What is it telling well, you when you see a team dominating that much in the face-offs? You know, it's, it's, it's pretty simple in this case, Mike. You know, the Rangers have not been a good face-off team this year. They started off pretty good. Uh, they've got their best face-off man is the Banajad. He missed, you know, 27 games or so with a broken leg, and uh, uh, it took him a little time to get back. But this is this is a team when you match up in that area between these centers, their centers are better on face-offs than the Rangers are. How do you and counteract that, happened, that then? Well, how do you counteract it? Well, what, what, what you have to what you have to try and do, and sometimes when you're a center iceman. Just go for a tie. That's what Duguay said. So, so you're basically you're just trying to get, you're just trying to get a draw in there. Get a get a get a tie and uh, and allow your wings and just tell your wings jump in and help me. So I'm going to try and just tie it up 
let the puck lay there, don't let them win it cleanly, and have the wings jump in and try and try and help out in that area. That's uh, that's I think something that that they that they certainly have to do more of. And I think the other thing, Mike, is this too. I mean, to me, partially when this uh, when this series changed, is is uh, Montreal got the Rangers off their game a little bit. I mean, you can't have Matt Zuccarello, who's you know maybe your best offensive player, uh, have 12 minutes in penalties and and take a double minor for high sticking out of frustration in a one nothing game. And so you've got Brendan Gallagher, who's at five foot ten and about 180 pounds, uh, he's throwing a lot of the Rangers off their game. They're, they're paying too much attention to him uh, because he's a blue pest to play against. And I, I just think, you know what? Take the abuse, take the hit, take the slash, take the high stick, whatever it is. Stay out of the penalty box and don't let it affect you. And just and, and, and focus on your game. I think they got away from that somewhat, uh, certainly in Game Three. Is it tonight? Be now, before the series started, Vigneault said, we, I think, are quicker. We'll use that. We'll use our balance. We'll use our quickness. Um, game three, they did not have any success throwing the puck in. They did not control the puck. They did not get any traffic in front of the goalie. How is that going to change? What what adjustments do the Rangers have to make tonight, Joe, to get the offense going uh, against this team? Well, you know they've got to be a, you know a couple of a couple of things, Mike. Uh, one thing they did in the first two games that uh, was effective: they never let the goaltender Carey Price handle the puck. They always put it in areas where he could not leave the net and and uh, and handle it and make passes. He uh, he did that much much more. Handled the puck a lot three. in Game Three. Handled the puck a lot, and, yeah. and he's one of the, he's one of the best. He's very he's very casual and cool and calm. But he goes back and he gets it and he makes good plays, whether it's a long pass, whether he just dumps it in the corner. He puts it in areas and, it, and he helps their team get out of their zone quickly. That's one thing they're going to have to do uh, when there's not a play. The other thing is that they've, they've, got to, they've got to be able to go back and get the puck a little bit quicker, the, the Rangers' defense, and, and, and make a little shorter pass, uh, which means that the forwards have to come back in the zone a little bit, a little bit more, be in position to get, to, to get a pass, and then they have to execute a little bit. I mean, they just their execution in those areas was was not crisp, was not good at all. And and Ryan McDonough talked about that after the game as well. I mean, when he comes out and says, you know, every one of their players, I'll play every one of our players from the top players all the way down through the through the roster. That it's kind of an all inclusive uh, statement. And so, um, you know, Montreal is a good defensive team though. And they and, and when I talked to Max Pacioretty this morning, their captain. He said, uh, when I asked him about the game, he said, you know what, we skated really well. And they they skated to a point where they used that to defend. And they never really let the Rangers get going. So, so many times you make that first good pass, and now you've got somebody that's got a little bit of time and space to make a play. And, uh, and the numbers, you know, the numbers, the scoring chances, everything gets better. Now, he's a guy who knows New York, obviously. Uh, you know, so, he, yes. and he made the point, I guess, I don't know if it was to you or to somebody else, that the garden's not scary anymore from a noise standpoint for a visitor. I mean, he made the yeah. point that it's not a it's not a scary place anymore. Yeah, I heard you talking about that earlier, Mike. It wasn't to me he said that, uh, but I, I will say this: the the uh, the way the garden was at the start of the game was electric. Uh, but the game starts; they drop the puck. The first five minutes, all the plays in the Ranger zone. 
Lundqvist is making save after save. That's about the only thing they're cheering about, and the Rangers don't generate anything. And so it stayed like that for most for most of the game. There's other buildings where that happens. I was in Toronto working last night. For years, that, that place in Toronto has been quiet, one of the quietest buildings in the National Hockey League. And these are, you know, these are, are Canadian fans that love their sport. Last night, that place was electric because they played with so much passion. You know, they fell behind two to nothing early. The first two shots Washington took went in the net. It's two nothing. The place gets quiet. They get somebody to go out there and gets a couple of hits. Everybody gets into it. And now then they score a goal 30 seconds later. And now you've got, now it's back. So you've got to have somebody do something to change momentum in, in games because it swings. It can swing with a hit. It can swing with a save. It can swing with a goal. It can swing with a penalty kill, with a power play. You name it. There's so many different ways to change momentum in games. And the Rangers have had, you know, four or five periods now, including that overtime where uh, even though they had some chances in that overtime in, in Montreal, but they haven't done a lot to change the momentum that's been going on in-game. And, uh, and and so they're going to need, obviously, a much better start in this one. Talking with uh, Joe McLeary about the game this evening, would you do anything drastic if you're the Rangers? Do you uh, shake up the lineup, shake up the lines? Do you, do, do you believe in doing something like that, Joe, or is that just cosmetic? You know, it's going to be interesting to see how Elaine Vigneault starts uh, because he said this morning, that he'll try anything to win this game tonight. So, uh, so whether he, he he had some different lines in practice yesterday, uh, which indicates uh, he he might change things up. I think we might have a couple of uh, players come out of the lineup and a couple other ones go in. Uh, but again, he wouldn't uh, you know he, he wouldn't go further than than that. Um, but I think we might see that. And I, I think he'll be ready to try whatever as early as possible to try and as long as they're not. Uh, gaining any momentum if they're not creating scoring chances if they're not skating I think he'll I think he'll change something up uh, very very quickly because he understands the ramifications of, of winning this game tonight and evening the series and and what we see and you know this goes on all the time you know the right now there's a sour taste because of game three the Rangers could put the sour taste in Montreal's mouth with a with a really solid performance in a in a in a, uh, a you know, the type of win tonight where you go, oh, here the Rangers are going again. So, you know, just to even up the series, now you get best out of three. So uh, I think uh, we'll look early to see how the team's playing, and I, I just won't be surprised at all if Elaine Vigneault is, is either make some changes to start the game or makes him quickly uh, if he's not liking what he sees. You know, he brought up something, Joe, with, I'm talking with Joe McLeodie, you can see him on MSG. He brought up something that clearly shows that he thinks there's an obstacle because he brought up Sergio Garcia. And he said, you know, everybody came to a point where they didn't believe, media, fans, everybody, that Sergio could overcome what he'd never overcome. And I think he was alluding to their scoring problems in the playoffs and their home problems in the playoffs. And he basically was admitting there's an obstacle that his players need to mentally overcome. I, I agree with him. Totally. I mean, this is this is six games at home when you had the types of teams over the last, uh, over the last five years that, you know, you make it in the playoffs, you have a chance to win a championship. And uh, they obviously, you know, came close in some in some prior years. But, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, that team was good enough to win a championship. And you play games five and seven at home 
against Tampa Bay and you get shut out in both games and they look like game three of this series where nothing was happening. So I agree with them that, you know, this is a team, this is a group that better figure out a way to, to, uh, to get it done. I mean, it's, you know, we've heard about it. They've talked about it. They've discussed it. The coach is a good coach. He's tried, you know, he's tried different things. But now it's up. It's now it's up to this group who they have uh, relied on. The management has uh, has given them a lot of leeway and shown a lot of faith in uh, in this core group of players. Uh, now they've got to they've got to figure it out on their own. And I think first and foremost, just have a real simple mindset that you look across at the player against you and you're going to outplay them. You're going to work them. You're going to outplay them, and you're going to play with a lot of passion. You start there. And then I think everything else uh, falls into place after that. First period's very telling tonight, I think. I really believe that. I mean, because if the Rangers, uh, forget down, even even if they can't score in the first period of this game again tonight, after all the stuff we just talked about, I just think it, that whole feeling comes over that building again. You know that? I, I just think they need a little early success. Well, I, I think this, Mike. Um, I'm not as concerned that they score in the first period. I would be more concerned that they have the type of chances they play in the offensive zone they're they're getting good scoring chances because they're playing against a goalie you know you might have 17 shots in the first period tonight not score and a guy might stand on his head because he can do that but I, I i think that if they could have that type of period they would still come back in the second period with a lot of confidence in the way they played i don't think they would sag and say boy we can't we can't score now their problem in these in these six games that they haven't won at home is that they haven't had that type of play, or very seldom have they had that type of play. So I think they need to have, uh, you know, that type of period where you where you skate off the ice after the first period and say, well, you know what, we were good that period. We skated, we had the puck, we were passionate, we had them on their heels at times, we had some sustained pressure in the offensive zone. And if you have that, then you know you're on the right track. All right, enjoy tonight, Joe. We'll be watching. It'll be fun. Thank you. Okay, Mike. Thank Thanks you. very much, Joe McAletty.